There's a new survey, a couple of them, that contend to show a very tight race between the figurehead, Joe Biden, and Donald John Trump if they both ran for president. Putting aside the fact that I don't believe these surveys, they're both run by the individual parties. What if it was something else against something else? What if it was fact against fact? What if it was position against position? Plus, speaking of facts, Facebook has caught themselves in a tremendous lie. They're lying to themselves, lying to everybody else. And by the way, this is hugely consequential. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is in fact a day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. It's times such as these that require us to examine our standing and what we're doing and how we're fighting, if we're fighting, if we should be fighting. What is it that God's doing around us and how do we fit in? That's really the question in times such as these. I share something with you that happened as we were wrapping up the first hour of the podcast uh, recording. I do miss live radio. It's only just so everybody knows. I miss it, but I, I so love being able to talk as long as we want about whatever topic. I love the fact that we can put God at the center of this. I love the fact that I'm not at risk to the, um, the speech codes that are starting to hit talk radio. I've talked a little bit about that. I've, I have friends who are not allowed to say, but you know, I have friends in radio who are not allowed to criticize Black Lives Matter Incorporated. I have friends who are not allowed to say fake news. Um, there's a bunch of that that's going on right now. And uh, my concern about this stuff is it never ever goes in reverse once that stuff starts. And the crazy thing is, Talk radio programmers are some of the bravest people I know. So I'd like to know where this stuff is coming from. And maybe it's the ESG score. That's real. Employment, uh, social justice, and governance. Maybe that's real. I mean, not, not maybe that's real. That's real. I want to give credit where credit's due is I heard about that first from Glenn Beck, who does a great job of taking things like that and explaining them. So maybe that's driving this. It's certainly driving a lot of the big companies going uh, full tyranny, full leftist, full fa- fauchism. I got to share something with you Uh, just real quick. We'll get into the content programming here. Uh, We're number 31 on Spotify. That's insane. That's God is so good to us. So number let's say we're talking about Apple. Then where we're at with that number 169 in news. God is just so good to us. And you guys who download and share this with friends, it's phenomenal. Um, Julie, who does social for us, just pointed out, we're number 31 on, on Spotify. That's nuts. Uh, and th- that's above some very big names. Th- so thank you for choosing to use Spotify to listen to this program. And I'll say just one more time, if, if everybody who listens shares it with five friends, this, this thing is going to be huge. And that God has given us the opportunity to do this. Just thank you, Lord Almighty, uh, for giving us the chance to do this and, and the privilege of doing it. Uh, there's one other thing to mention, and it, it kind of gets down to what we're going to talk about news-wise today, is giving yourself over to personalities, like becoming invested in personalities and beginning to trust personalities versus gut. There's sometimes gut feeling is so powerful 
And we've been taught sometimes to ignore our gut, particularly when it comes to dealing with people. And there is the, the Lord, Lord Jesus taught that we need to be childlike. That in order to make it into the kingdom of heaven and to really understand his learnings, we need to make ourselves childlike again. I got to be childlike last week. It was such a cool event. I have worked for feverishly for like a year and a half to become a better gymnast. Now, I know, I know, I know. Get your laughter over. You okay? Let me slap you on the back. Yes, yes, yes. I said in my mid-50s, gymnast. I did say that. Are you okay? Everybody okay? <laughs> I picked. I, no, I didn't. I didn't pick this coach. This coach was picked for me by another coach at this, this CrossFit gym. Said, oh, this is the person you should work with. And this person uh, happens to be a female said to me one day, I'm going to make you a gymnast. And, and you know what I thought? <laughs> yeah. I finally achieved um, a, a movement that has haunted me. And when I achieved it, she took a video because, well, she said, I think this is going to be cool for you to have. I declared I was going to do it. I sent her a text saying, I am going to do this. I told people in the gym, today I am going to do this. And you know what? I did this after my friend, Brandolin, said you can decree things in the name of God. If you have true faith, if you're truly walking with God, if you're truly aligned with the Lord, if you're truly in prayer, if you're truly listening to his voice, if you're truly, I didn't do that because I'm still afraid of trying that. I know that's, that's awfully pathetic of me. It is awfully pathetic of me. But I did declare I'm going to do this. So anyway, my coach was taking this video and I've watched myself do this and shown it to some friends. And when I completed the movement, I jumped down and I put up my hands. I look like a little kid who, who jumped off the swing or who jumped over, you know, a barrel or whatever. And I'm looking at it like this look of his, did I get it? Did I get it? Did I get it? Because if, if I in fact achieved this, then I have, I get to program a workout and make her do it. And this time I'm winning this. I ain't no chick beating me. She hates that word chick. Who doesn't, says someone. Uh, no, I know. It's, it's, I say it ironically. So I got to be this little kid for just this second, just this brief second. And then she made me ring the PR bell. And I don't like doing that because it draws attention to yourself. And honestly, I don't like to have attention drawn to myself. So little kids, they will celebrate things like that. Yeah, I did this. We need to do these things. I'm the worst at it. We need to celebrate some things like what sits before us. I am so convinced there is a major, first of all, first things first, there is a major jubilee that's going to happen. The church, Christian church is, is growing leaps and bounds in Iran, in China. More I talk to, to Christian historians about what's going on, that this is God's habit, that in these times, you see these explosions of growth in the places where the church is being most prosecuted. And none of the people leading these revivals are perfect people. None of them. There's not a single perfect person re, you know, starting all this. On an earthly basis, on a temporal basis, there's something lining up. But, and I agree with Charlie Kirk on this, What's lining up doesn't matter unless Republicans will begin to tell the truth, the full truth, and nothing but the truth. And I mean it about everything. I mean it. And none of this is going to matter if the Republicans win the House and the Senate and say, as Jim Jordan's been saying, this is what he's been saying. We just need to hold them off. 
We'll win both the House and the Senate. We need to hold them off. Does that strike you as something you would do in a kid's backyard uh, uh, football game? Well, we're two touchdowns ahead. Let's just hold them off. Let's get into a prevent defense. As a kid, you never did that. No, it's no, let's crush. Uh, you can go good or bad on that, but that was the instinct, right? I know that when I was wrestling, I never had a coach say to me, hey, listen, you're really close to a technical fall. Let's back off and let this kid, you know, have some dignity. That was never the case. I know when I got taken out, I didn't have another wrestler say, you know what? I'm actually not going to pin you. I'm going to give you some dignity today. No. What's waiting for us in terms of a temporal victory could be so sweeping, but it doesn't matter if we don't do some, some very particular things. Number one, we need to make sure that what we're going to do if we win the House and the Senate is number one, godly, and number two, truth-telling, and number three, that it scrapes, finally scrapes out the thievery that's been going on in Washington, D.C., the thuggery that's going on in Washington, D.C., and those things, thievery and thuggery, are not, those, those can't happen without people. And those people can't be doing this stuff without a belief they can get away with it. We need to model this. So let's start with this. There is a new poll, and this is this is both campaigns, or it's both you know organizations. Trump doesn't have a campaign. But surveyed by Biden and Trump, their pollsters say that there's going to be a very close race. Wow, we've ever, never heard that before. So they both say it's going to be within points, potential Biden 2024 election, general election showdown. National poll released last week by the Journal gives a glimpse suggesting Biden with 46% support, Trump at 45. I don't see a lot of the internals on this or any of them. Let's see. Um, another poll conducted November 16th said they would continue the current presidency's policy course. While 48% they'd rather return to the policies Trump pushed during his first four years at the White House. I don't buy that. No one likes the Biden policies except the Biden, the people who run Biden. But that goes to my question. What if it was the policies running against each other? Truly, this requires speaking the truth. This requires Republicans willing to speak the truth. And the truth is this. In March of 2020, they decided to use the COVID to destroy this election. They have lied every step of the way about the response. That's the fact. How can I say this? Well, let's go to this. You know the new variant that's supposed to scare everybody to death? It's killed no one. In fact, it's doing exactly what viruses do, upper respiratory viruses. They become more virulent, that is, easy to spread and less deadly. And if you've listened to my program for the past two years, how many times have I said that? I didn't know that until I started to study these things, but it's an immunological maxim. As they become more virulent, they become less deadly. It's described sometimes as an extinction burst. It's trying to spread itself as far and wide as possible because its nose is dying. So it's spreading far and wide in hopes of keeping something alive. It's a move of desperation. And yet, what do we see? Well, I think the real problem is we have not yet vaccinated sperm. If we could just get men to come in and have their sperm vaccinated, then the sperm would be carrying the magic spike proteins into the babies when they're built. In that way, not only would you fight the virus, but you'd have cool looking babies with spiky heads. 
speaking the truth about the policies that have destroyed small business, but change the, the wording. It's not small business. Go to the small business people. Go to people who've had their businesses canned and destroyed. They should be doing your campaigning. They should be at every single campaign stop. Pay them. Say you're paying them. Well, they can't afford it. Of course I'm paying them. They had their business stolen. Of course I'm paying them to campaign for me. They had a good family business and the party stole it. And by the way, that word, those two words, the party. Folks, the Republican versus Democrat thing, that's done. The fact that Mitch McConnell and that entire crew isn't all over Big Pharma for what they're doing to people and the profits they've stolen and the risk they shifted over to us and the insane lies. You now have pharma executives saying we may need to start the entire so-called vaccination process over again. We may need to consider the next booster is the new one. This is this is remarkable. The, the they've changed the definition of the immune system, of herd immunity, of of how you count deaths, of what vaccines mean. Now they're saying, hey, do over. It's what's a golf thing? I don't golf. Mulligan. We need a mulligan. No, those weren't the first four injections. Those never happened. Now let's make this the first four. Those were just pilot injections. The fact that the Republicans haven't called this out is why I talk about these guys as the party. So what's a ranking methodology? Are they godly? Are the laws they're passing godly? Let's start with an easy one. Are they creating idols other than God? That's an easy one. Let's go to another one. Are they lying? Let's go to another one. Are they empowering avarice? Or covetousness? Such a hard word. Are they, are they, are they empowering people to be coveted, to, to practice coveting? Yes. CRT is coveting. Are they teaching their neighbor to hate their neighbor? Yes, that's what critical race theory is. Critical racism is teaching people hate your neighbor if they got white skin. These are not hard bars. Donald Trump didn't teach people to hate people based upon race. I know that's the rap on the guy. I know that because sometimes President Trump speaks in ways that makes it very, very easy for the left to distort. They're not sending the best. They're sending the rapists and the criminals, and they were and they are. And the president could have said that in a way that was harder for the media to, to twist, but they'll still twist it because they hate him. Speaking the truth in all of these ways and us looking at it, is it godly? Then, temporarily, is it constitutional? And to the Republicans who have an opportunity to win the House and the Senate, none of this matters if you don't do something very key that we'll talk about. And I, again, I don't like to steal ideas from other talk show hosts because I hate it when people steal mine. Charlie Kirk is the guy with the design on this. Full credit to Charlie. One of the things that the Republicans have to do is they have to expose the way President Trump did, they have to expose the massive corruption in the media. We talked in the first hour of the podcast today about this guy. This is, it was a Jonathan Griffin. 
at CNN who is now indicted, uh, has been arrested and indicted for deciding to rape nine-year-old girls with the permission of their mothers. If I don't hear about the mothers going to prison, I'm going to freak. I kind of think the mothers should spend more prison time than this, this, this deeply disturbed, crazy pervert of a man. Because they broke the bond, the parental bond. They broke the prime directive of parenting. You are the ones to protect your kids. And that's the, that's the media and the rottenness of the core. President Trump, God bless him for this. He forced them to come up out of the hole completely to stand naked in front of us. We are liars. We are liars and masqueraders. We are liars and court gestures for the left. We are hand in hand with the party. We'll do anything we can to remove President Trump from office because he is the biggest single threat to what we're working on together. What is that? I don't know. And anyone who says they know exactly what they're working on, I I, I doubt that. But here's some things we know. We know that the media is full on board with, yes, some minor exceptions. Yes, 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 minor exceptions. But they're full on board with gender jacking of kids. They're 100% on board with that. They're 100% on board with, you don't own your body, pharma does. They're 100% on board with, hey, let's change the way companies are rated from their balance sheets and their legality. Let's change it to how they interact with the environment and social justice and governance. In other words, let's make sure that they can't get access to capital markets unless they're leftists. The media is on board with that. So is the deep state. So is the World Economic Forum. It's right there. You want to pretend all day long this is a conspiracy. Here's what you're saying. Everything they said they're going to do, that they're doing, that they started, that's being completed, isn't happening, and they never said it. That's what you're saying. If you're saying it's a conspiracy, you're saying, even though they said they were going to do it, even though they planned it, even though it's being executed, even though you can watch it, even though they're now using the language, build back better, which was the World Economic Forum, none of that's happening. If if that's your stance, that's what you'd have to say. The media is tied into this. We have got to, in the victory. Make sure that we go after the media for what they're doing, which is this. These are campaign activities. CNN is a campaigner. MSNBC is a campaigner. NBC is a campaigner. These are illegal in-kind donations to the Democrat Party, and the Republicans need to take this outside of the Federal Election Commission and into a Republican one DOJ. And if we don't have the presidency, we don't have the DOJ, then bring these people in under the strength of a congressional subpoena and make them answer for how this is not a campaign activity. I'm not talking about chilling journalism. I'm not talking about a new uh, a, a new commission to chill, chill, um, chill journalism. This isn't journalism. Hiding the Hunter Biden story is literally the opposite of journalism. Pretending safe and effective is literally the opposite. Hiding vaccine injuries is literally the opposite. Refusing to ask Fauci, why did you change the way deaths are counted? That's literally the opposite of journalism. It is literally bringing darkness to light. It's literally covering things up. That is the very opposite of journalism. So I'm not talking about investigating their journalism. I'm talking about investigating their activism. I know that's a big step, but all they need to go is go and say, look, these are campaign donations. Show us why you did it. Furthermore, they have every reason now, the left, uh, the, the, the government does, every reason. You know how they love to use federal, federal monies for everything? How many federal monies have poured in 
in the form of advertising through state programs. When I was on KTTH, it used to drive me crazy. They would run these ads from the Washington State Department of Health, which is, by the way, a completely fraudulent organization, utterly utterly without any trust. You cannot trust them. They lie about everything related to COVID. And they would run these ads. It used to drive me nuts. And I would, I would try to find clever ways to respond because I don't want to be the thorn in management side. But I try to find these clever ways to respond. With those federal monies, a Republican Congress and Senate should say to every media company, whoever took a dime in advertising these pharma things, we want to see how it was spent. We want to see the work you did with pharma companies. We want to see if you paid people to speak on your programs who are on Pfizer boards. We want to see any and all money in interaction with you and pharma. I mean it. See, otherwise the victory, if in fact, if in fact the midterms are what Jim Jordan seems to think they're going to be, which is a Republican landslide, none of it matters unless they will get into full-fledged investigations. I want every pharma CEO brought marching in to answer questions under oath. I want every school board member in the country brought to, or school board head in the country brought to Washington, D.C. to answer questions. I want every single school board union boss brought into Washington, D.C. to answer questions. I want a financial accounting of Tony Fauci. I want a complete audit of his finances, open audit. I want to see everything he's ever gained over the past 30 years. Otherwise, this is a lost victory because Joe Biden's handlers will still have the White House. So it starts with examining all this from a godly basis and everything I've described is godly. Maybe I've not described it in a godly way. Maybe I've described it in an angry way or a prideful way. And if so, Father, please forgive me. But I'm talking about surfacing the lies. Glenn Greenwald is, in my mind, one of the most important journalists working today. Glenn Greenwald talked about the fact that the White House has always interacted with journalism and journalism has in some way or another always carried water for the White House. Now, it's quite obvious to me that they do a lot more of that for the left than they do for the right if they do it for the right at all. Glenn Greenwald says they've done it for the right, but he says this about the recent spate of the, 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 the journalists doing whatever for Biden. Press and all of their decrepit institutions conspired to knock Trump out and foist an unvetted empty suit on this country. And the country knows it. And the country's paying for it. And now it's payback time. Here with reaction, journalist and co-founder of The Intercept, Glenn Greenwald, and Fox News contributor and The Hill media columnist, Joe Concha. All right, so Glenn, you've studied the media for quite some time. This is a new situation. They've always had White House behind the scenes briefings to preview a policy or you know preview a State of the Union speech, but kind of getting on your knees and saying, guys, can you save me? This seems like a new development. Is that your estimation? Um, I'm not sure I would say it's new if you look at the history of the relationship between the media and the government for the last several decades. There were oftentimes, for example, during the war on terror, especially in the aftermath of 9-11, when George Bush would summon the media to the White House in order to urge them to give better messaging about the war on terror or would suggest that if they didn't, they would be blamed for future terrorist attacks. There's often been cooperation, I think excessive cooperation between the media on the one 
one hand and the government on the other. Obviously, that did not happen during the Trump years. And I think that's why this looks so striking is because they were so openly and aggressively hostile to the Trump presidency that to now simply return to the normal model of acting like the people in the White House are their partners, that they're there to take messaging orders from them, even though that is a traditional thing they've done. It just looks so extreme to watch them do a 180 in comparison to the last four years. And, and again, thank the Lord that we had President Trump force their hands in this way. Now, do you see that? I Look, I get I get how serious it is to say, bring media people in and make them answer for their actions. I get it. I get the First Amendment. I live by the First Amendment. And I'm not talking about journalism. I can't make that clear enough. It's not journalism. Journalism doesn't involve hiding facts for certain parties. Journalism does not involve messaging coordination with the White House. That's not journalism. That is being a that's that's being a copywriter. It's not even that. It's being a it's being a, a transcriptionist for the White House. That's why I call them the mockingbird media. They repeat and amplify without an ounce of skepticism the positions and words of the party. They're spokesmouths for the White House. That's what they are. It's gone that far. But it's gotten so much worse than that. The fact that you have an injection that has now by orders of magnitude, probably five orders of magnitude, 5,000 times more deadly than any actual vaccine in history. And no one, no one is talking about it at that level. You're being told to inject your kid with something that's more likely to kill them than the thing that that might make them a little bit sick. So here, inject your kid with this. What will it do? Well, it might kill him. Will the virus kill him? No. Why would should I inject him? Well, safe and effective plus pharma. That we don't bring the media in on that. If the Republicans don't do that, it's lost. If the Republicans don't bring in the media bosses to say, when you made the decision to hide the Hunter Biden story, explain to us how that was not a campaign activity. Explain to this committee how that was not a donation to the Biden campaign. Because it was. Explain to this committee how when you spent two years claiming President Trump was a Russian asset, now that that has been utterly, utterly disproven, that you've never done a story about Hillary Clinton starting this. How? How have you never, aside from the Washington Post, who has retracted their coverage, how have you not put one minute of programming on your networks to apologize, to correct the record? How? How is that not activism? How is this reporting? I'm not saying you don't have a right as the First Amendment. That's You say what you want. But when you are making a massive campaign donation, you need to report that. You have Chuck Todd continuing this. Chuck Todd here talking about nothing, 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 nothing is Biden's fault. And we are back. Uh, it seems as if there's nothing the White House can do to improve their political standing these days. It does feel like every week there's another poll. It's a new bottom. It's a new this. And some of it is out of their control. Mark Murray and I were having a discussion. His two big promises were to get COVID behind us and to get rid of Donald Trump. COVID's not behind us and Donald Trump's still lurking. It's not his fault, but is that why we're in this no man's land here for him? 
It's a, a convergence of a lot of things. You have this pandemic that we can't get behind. You still have people who are struggling, struggling economically. Joe Biden also campaigned on a big, broad uh, agenda of, of trusting civil rights and, and getting people, helping get people back on their feet after this, these big, broad packages. But even after these packages have passed, there is still this constant threat of, to democracy that we keep talking about. The Democrats have failed to pass any measure to protect and bolster up our election system. Wait a minute. Bolster our election? Election system. What? Did you hear her little bit of word salad? Oh, pandemic, we can't get behind. She means put behind us. Plus these big packages. He passed some big packages. Joe Biden's got a big package he passed. And that didn't change things? No, because it's the wrong direction. It's an economic draining of the country. But then she gets to bolster the elections. Goes to this point. If the Republicans win the House and the Senate, they bring in under oath in front of the American people every state Secretary of State, and you ask them the following questions. Under oath, are your voting machines connected to the internet? Yes or no? Were they connected to the internet? Yes or no? If they were connected to the internet, did anyone erase the logs? Yes or no? That's the, you know, the, the, the computer logs to go see the activity that existed. If, if they were erased, why were they erased? Do you match signatures in forced mail-in states? Do you match signatures? If not, why? If you don't match signatures, how do you know this was the person who voted? Do you demand ID for people to enter your, your government buildings? If yes, and not for voting, why? Explain the discrepancy. Explain how is it you can require an ID for a parent to put a kid into a government school, but not to vote. Explain the discrepancy this instant, because guess what? Government schools are a right. There's not a state in the union where a public education is not a right. And in states like Washington, the separate country of Washington, it's considered the paramount duty of the state to get kids educated. The paramount duty above and beyond anything is to get kids educated. You require, if you require IDs for that, for the parents, why didn't you require to vote? Explain the discrepancy. See, if they win the House and the Senate and the people who run Joe Biden still get there to run a wrecking ball through the regulatory institutions like the CDC, like the FDA, like the completely politicized DOJ, and the Republicans don't investigate everybody for anything, then the victory doesn't matter. And Jim Jordan can say all day long. And by the way, I love Jim Jordan. He can say all day long, if we win, if we win the, the midterms, the House and the Senate, now we can hold them off. No, you can't. You can't, Jim. In the era, the post-law era, which is what we live in, you can't hold them off because they don't respect the law. They don't respect the process. You need Everybody investigated up to and including everyone at the DOJ who had anything to do with Russia. You will recall when you said on Facebook, oh, that's Russia stuff. That's a Hillary Clinton op. Remember when you would get tagged with disinformation or maybe put in Facebook jail for that. Remember that? Well, there's something really new going on there. Facebook has caught itself in one of its own lies. 
And it is elementary to continuing to talk about actual victory, being godly, telling the truth, not allowing liars to continue, not allowing thievery to continue, not allowing people to continue kids to hate others. That is hating their neighbor. Begins with Facebook catching yourself in one of its own lies. You can go to the ToddHermanShow.com to communicate with us. Send us emails. I, I read everyone. I am so behind on trying to respond. I so appreciate that. I, I appreciate the notes and it's so, it, it weighs on me. I feel sick and awful that I, I am not, I'm not finding the time in the day to respond to all of these. And I just want you to know, I honestly, honestly, it weighs on me. I feel guilt, great guilt for not being able to have enough time in the day to do this. Um, so thank you for all the notes. We read some of them on the air. I read everything. I just, I, I'm a bad person. I need to have more time on this. One of the things that you can do is listen to the sponsors that we're going to bring on. We're not going to help the show with the spot breaks and a bunch of commercials running. They're going to be handpicked sponsors that support the mission of the program, or at least are neutral, right? And I can support them. So number one is our friend Dave. He's called Dave the Digital. And Dave has a company called Greenhaven Interactive. I went to Dave. I, I can't, I don't want to give specific details. I intended to go to podcast, but later. And a series of events intervened, and I don't want to violate anyone's contracts or secrecy. So we ended up doing it sooner than we wanted to. Dave the Digital jumped in, and he just got us up and running so, so quickly. And he has a company. He's one of the few conservative technologists. It's called Greenhaven, Greenhaven Interactive. Okay, go go to greenhaveninteractive.com. If you need to be found on Google, if you need to develop sales funnels, if you need to have the data to know where your buyers are at, to find more people who will buy your product or your service, Dave will help you with that at Greenhaven Interactive. And like I said, he is a fine, upstanding, conservative Christian man who's willing and able to help and incredibly skilled. Greenhaven Interactive. This is advantageous. Digital to digital. Facebook has admitted. Now, come on. We all knew this, but they've admitted it because they had to, because they were in court. As if when we're talking about the Republicans taking people to court. Basically, you bring them in front of the House and the Senate. It's not quite a court. It's not a jury. They're not prosecutors. They're investigators seeking truth on behalf of the American people. In a court filing... This is from um, American Thinker. In a court filing responding to a lawsuit filed by John Stossel, you know John Stossel, claims that he was defamed by a fact check Facebook used to label his video misleading. Meta's attorney, the new name for Facebook, Meta's attorney asserts that the fact check was an opinion. <laughs> Not an actual check of facts. <laughs> Under libel laws, opinions are protected from liability for libel. <laughs> According to independent fact checkers. That's what it says all over Facebook. According to independent fact checkers. The video Stossel put up was about global warming hysteria. Cli pardon me, climate change. Pardon me, climate catastrophe. Pardon me, climate murder. They called it misleading. He actually Stossel, I should have pulled this audio. Stossel brought one of the fact checkers on and Stossel said, did you watch the video? The guy's, oh, yeah, I'm pretty busy. So you didn't watch the video. 
well, like I say, uh, no. But you called it misleading. Yeah, I probably ought not have done that. So you defamed me by saying my video was misleading when you didn't watch the video. Yeah, my bad. Sorry, bro. Sussel's entire income stream is based upon his trustworthiness. And they fact they, they slap these fact check things on it. And now when they get to court, they say, oh, never mind. It's an opinion. This happens all the time with these people. Zuckerberg needs to be back under oath, but more. They take federal money too. And the feds are forever saying, well, you took federal money. Now you have to do what we say. Okay, you took federal money, Mark. You worked with the, the, the uh, intelligence services. Guess what? We need to see everything you did for the intelligence services, Mark. Every email. Every document, Mark. Everyone. Because you also meddled an election. You spent half a billion dollars to steal elections by swinging the vote by how you constructed your get out the vote program and more importantly, your vote counting program by recruiting leftist activists to count the votes. You did these things, Mark. You set up the drop boxes, but only in wildly Democrat neighborhoods. You participated in the changing of the laws at the last minute. You expressed the fact that you needed to do everything to stop Donald Trump from being elected. You are a political organization. Facebook made illegal campaign donations. Facebook gamed an election. Come in and answer. So if the Republicans win the House and the Senate, the people who run Biden will still own the White House. They can still continue to drain the Treasury. They can still continue to overrun the border. They can still continue to use the regulatory state to crush small businesses because build back better means first thing is you destroy it. Then you build it back. So the Republicans need to speak truth about everything. Facebook tried to steal an election. They needed to speak truth about everything. Half a billion dollars to buy vote counters is Stalin-esque. They need to speak truth about everything. Facebook takes federal monies from the intelligence services who hate Donald Trump. Was it the intelligence services who went to Facebook and said, hey, you got to help us take down Trump. Speak the truth about everything. Force everyone else to come in and either plead the fifth or speak the truth or lie to a court, then catch them in perjury. This has to happen. It also happens to be a godly thing to seek out the lies, to surface them, to put them in front of the people. So the godly end is this. People watch hearings like that and say, I cannot believe I can't trust anyone, but you can. But you can trust God. You can trust people who will admit, I am someone who has a sin problem because I'm a human being. We all have sin nature. And here's some of the ways in which I continue to struggle. And here's some of the ways in which I've corrected myself. With, with the help of God. You can tr- much more likely trust people like that. The victory at hand, if they pull these things off, if the Republicans will simply stop being grifters, simply stopping. That's hard to do, stop grifting when your entire life is a grift. So this is going to come down to the new members. Who the media hates, who the Republicans hate. They simply have to decide they don't care. They simply need to decide they will be the fighters for truth. Because look, when you don't fight for truth, 
When you let a culture rot, and this is something else the Republicans need to talk about in, in everything. I believe there is an increase in sex trafficking in the country. Oh gosh, did you see this? Apple, Apple pushed an article from the Atlantic. So they have this news alert thing um, Apple does. They, they push this alert from, from the Atlantic. This, the Atlantic decided to write a piece saying, uh, there's no big problem with pedophiles. I was trying to find this. I just remembered that they did this. Well, someone on Twitter I interact with sent this to me. That they, they, The Atlantic put out an article. Apple pushed it through their news notification thing that there is no, there, there's no big spike in, in pedophiles and there's no big spike in, in, in sex trafficking. And they just decided to push that for whatever reason. Just, well, whatever reason. Could it be because we have this guy, this CNN staffer who was paying it seems or at least covering the travel of mothers to let him rape their nine-year-old daughters so they well we better rush this piece out to let people know there's no big problem with sex trafficking you know what um sorry how many kids is it enough at what point is it 10 kids raped then it's a problem or 100 or a thousand how about the 32 billion dollar problem it is now is is that is that bad is that bad enough atlantic that it's now a problem So I happen to believe this is happening because all forms of sexuality are now to be celebrated. All of them. I happen to believe that when Hollywood whets the appetite, like with this show Cuties, have you seen Cuties? Cuties is, it's softcore kitty porn. It's fantasy kitty porn. This is men can watch this stuff at home and and it's not yet kitty porn because there's no actual sex in it, but everybody knows what's actually going on. And I believe there's a wedding of the appetite for this. And I believe the Democrats play this game all day long and just follow the absurdities. There, There is a look. Speak truth of everything, right? I don't think the Republicans will ever get here. Do you know that there's such a thing as a, um, a fake pregnancy? It's a simulated pregnancy. This is for men who think they're women wear a pregnant suit at work. And so every day they add to the suit. So every day the suit gets a little bit bigger or intermittently gets bigger. And they, they then they practice their breastfeeding with fake breasts. And this then people in work environments are supposed to look at that and go, yeah, that's normal. That's a woman with fake breasts and a fake suit, but that's a woman. And the Republicans need to bravely enough stand up and say, why are the, why are the Democrats and Big Pharma so excited to confuse kids about their gender? Why is this? There should be congressional hearings on this, guys. Every pharma executive that has pushed Lupron to freeze the puberty of little kids Lupron exists to poison the prostate, well not poison, freeze the prostate glands of men who are about to have prostate cancer or cancer surgery to save their lives. They're shoving this into the veins of kids to stop their progress in puberty. It's not approved for this. Remember when ivermectin wasn't approved for COVID? Jim Jordan, if you think holding off the, 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 the left involves sitting there for two years, you're wrong, my friend. That stuff needs to be brought to the table. 
Because what you're doing is you're taking adult desires on the kids. You have adults who want to see a genderless society. You have adults who want to have these kids who are neither male or female appearing. You have these adults who want to turn these kids into something in their own image, just like you have this John Griffith who says, you know what? This is his quote, the CNN guy, according to the documents, a woman is a woman regardless of her age. He's talking about a nine-year-old girl that he wanted to rape. His adult desire was to rape nine-year-olds. So in his mind, he constructed a reality where the girls benefit from it. Because they're really women. Guys, is that far? Is it that far of a leap to go over to the other side of things and say, how many millions and millions and hundreds of millions of dollars are pharma making by telling girls they can be boys? How is that not Congressional hearing material. How is that not in front of the Senate? How is it that you could have a gender clinic in San Francisco where one of the so-called doctors bragged about talking a girl into blocking puberty at the age of five or whatever or coming out as, quote, trans because the girl liked to wear overalls? She bragged about this. She was at a, an event of gender jackers. Oh, I'm very good at it. I, there, I had one girl who liked overalls, so I told her she was a boy and it worked. How is this not brought in front of the Senate and the House? Republicans, do you see what happened when a boy who pretended to be a girl raped two girls in the Virginia school systems? Do you see the flip that occurred? Why are you afraid to come out and defend the children in this way? Why are you afraid to come out and call this what it is, which is ungodly abuse of children? Why are you come out afraid to call this out for what it is, which is a mocking of God's design? Why are you afraid to come out and say these children were made in the image of God? Now, pharma wants to be their gods. Pharma wants to be responsible for making sure these kids maintain this illusion. Put this in front of the house and said, I'll do the questioning. Hire me. I don't need to be a lawyer to convict these guys. Man, when this stuff comes to the fore, can you imagine the change in this country? If every, every gender jacking children's hospital swindler was forced to answer for, so how many kids did you block puberty with? How often did you use this unapproved cancer drug on these kids? How many of them regret it? Why did you stop tracking regret? Do you know that in the state of Oregon, they've outlawed tracking regret? People who go through these processes, it's not a large stretch. And it's current in the news. You know the swimmer? This is a swimmer named Leah Thomas. Now, his desire, this man's desire is to, I guess, be famous. I don't know him. But it's not to compete because he was a competitive swimmer on this college swim team, as with other men, for three years. He doesn't want to compete. He wants to apparently dominate women. This guy did nothing more, as I understand it, than grow his hair and put on a romper and change his name to Leah. Hey, now I'm a now I'm a woman. And he's going out and beating all of these records. Where are the Republicans? Where are they standing? They'll have hearings on did baseball players take steroids? Of course they did. Many professional athletes go that route. I don't care. They're adult people. That's the league's job to police. It's not Congress's job. But here you have a case of abuse. 
So this guy, Will, who now calls himself Leah Thompson, was in a video. This guy's name is Greg Price at Greg underscore Price 11 on, on Twitter. And he's talking about his view of men being allowed to compete with women. I, so I don't know if you're familiar, but the IOC recently released um, a new set of guidelines for um, inclusion on transgender and intersex athletes. And I think the guidelines they set forward are very good and do a very good job of promoting inclusivity while keeping um, competitional integrity um, going where the IOC guidelines are that anyone, each sport basically has to come up with um, eligibility criteria for what constitutes an unfair advantage in that given sport. Um, And then everybody is able to compete um, in the category they're most comfortable with unless there's a proven unfair advantage that they have. I mentioned at the top of the show, I finally completed something in CrossFit. I'll just open up and tell you what it was. Pull-ups have always been a weakness for me. So I've been practicing my kipping pull-ups and I think I've gotten really good at them, right? I'm, I'm near to a point where I can do 30 kipping pull-ups unbroken and I can do a competitive job or for my age, semi-competitive job of, of heavy pull-up, heavy workouts, but strict pull-ups have always been really hard for me. I'm always good at pushing. I have a very good push press, really used to have a really good bench press, like nearly 400 pound bench press. I couldn't do 10 consecutive pull-ups strict. And I mean, super strict, no body movement. I finally pulled that off. Now, the fact is there are 15 year old boys in that gym who can do 20 of those. And there are a number of women who can do 15, 16 of those. It doesn't make me special. It makes me behind the curve. But for my age group, it's okay. Do you know, I could just go dominate the heck out of seven-year-olds. Man, I could walk on to a seven-year-old weightlifting tournament and just destroy. I could destroy them in every lift. I would be double, triple, quadruple them in the lifts. I might even beat them in pull-ups. Sure as heck could beat them in push-ups. See, this stuff that the Republicans refuse to speak the truth about metastasizes and becomes normalized. And they're so flat-footed on this that they use the language of the opponents. If the word transgender leaves your mouth without the word self-identified as or identifies as, you are aiding the process of destroying the truth. And Republicans fall for this every time. So he says here, again, it's his desire. We get to compete where we feel comfortable. When you start breaking down categories that are obvious that God laid out, you're making yourselves gods. Where you feel comfortable. What about any standard, the war on standards? You go back to the CNN guy. His desire was to rape nine-year-olds. So he constructed in his head a reality where they're women. And he lived in that reality. 
And this is the left. It's what they construct. And the Republicans are so flat-footed and so afraid that they refuse to say something very simple like this. There is no such thing as a transgender person. As painful as that is to hear, as painful as gender dysphoria is, there's no such thing. No one was born in the wrong body. It is a godly thing to state this with compassion. Folks, it's so bad. This is so bad that the author J.K. Rowling is braver than every single Republican, well, save maybe four or five in Washington, D.C. She recently tweeted about an article in, this is the it's UK, the Times UK. Police, and this has been going on for a little while, police in England, um, when a man rapes a woman and they're doing the police report, if the man says, hi, mate, eh, I'm a woman, they will write that the rapist is a woman. And the women who've been raped, when they go to court, they get in trouble if they don't pretend the man who raped them with their penis is a woman. The victim gets in trouble. This is where this is headed. J.K. Rowling tweeted, war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. The penis individual who raped you is a woman. (laughs) This is sitting in front of every Republican. An opportunity to hang this reality creation around the necks of the Democrats. To bring every single one of them forward. Have them go on record. We propose a federal law where men are not allowed to be in prisons with women. Do you support it? But it requires speaking hard truths. And Republicans are terribly, terribly bad at speaking hard truths. It requires examining things for godliness. It's something that's been beaten out of us. Something we need to beat back into ourselves. And when these things happen, and I promise Jim Jordan, Jim, you speak truth on these things. You start to align yourself with God Almighty. Well, then you might get a reward of getting a seat or two in in the house, but maybe you'd save a lot of souls, including... Well, everyone around you. In so many emails, and I feel bad that I don't get an answer. I read all of them. I wish I could answer all of them. I got to find a way to do that. This is from Sabrina. She wrote to us at the ToddHermanShow.com. Hello, Todd. Just finding you and also thankful. We're all listening now. Appreciate the topics, honesty, and learning so much. I'm reaching out to share something about COVID data. My son is 23 and at a large party college. Uh, party college. After a big party, he ended up getting very sick. So after four days of high fever and misery, he decided to go to urgent care yesterday. During his visit, they of course tested him for COVID, assuming that's what he had. Please note he is not vaccinated. Please don't say vaccines. I beg you, these are not vaccines. Please rewrite that to say he is not injected and received an exemption through his school for religious beliefs. During his visit, At urgent care, of course, he was vac-shamed for not taking these injections. He felt very pressured, almost as if they refused to treat him because he had not been injected. Crazy that he felt he could not receive the treatment he needed and very much felt alienated. Well, it turns out he does not have COVID, but instead tested positive for influenza. The doctor stated, apparently, in our area, separate country of Washington, that the flu is spreading like wildfire, and it is true flu. So they're talking about his results outside the door, and he overheard his results before they even came to tell him. 
The conversations with the doctor and nurse were, he does not have COVID. He tested positive for the flu. One person tells the other person, we need to mark him as COVID positive. COVID positive. The other person stated, that's not appropriate because he is not positive. Back and forth, they went trying to figure out how to mark him as COVID positive, even though he was not. What blows me away is the fact that they were trying to fraudulently report his status as positive when he was negative. Were they doing it for purposes of extra payment or to continue to raise the numbers and increase the fear? It is ridiculous to me that the statistics reported are shared to create fear and drive people to the shot. After his diagnosis of influenza, the doctor provided some meds to help him with the symptoms, but my my son felt like he was just rushed out without any assistance with what to do or how to care for himself when he's away from college, never having had the flu before. The only thing the doctor said was to go get the uh, COVID injections because the next variant will get you. That's what he said. It will get you. And fear being presented by a doctor, which if you're not informed, you might rush to go get it. Well, Sabrina, first of all, thank you for finding the show. Thank you for telling the story. Yes, they're chasing money. They get paid for COVID cases, not influenza cases. So yes, they're chasing money. But there's something far, far worse than this. The medical establishment is proving fully and completely how corrupt, utterly corrupt, the institutions of the United States have been made. God has allowed it. We didn't rise up when we saw the Russia corruption, the financial corruption, the sinking of this country in uh, 200 trillions of off the books debt, 30 trillion, 40 trillion on the books. We didn't say we need to return to the Lord when we saw this stuff being taught in our schools. Some of us did. Not the nation. So much of the nation has turned away, in fact, in utter hatred of God, or they don't even know that they hate God, but they just take pride week, day, month, and say, I'm pride. That's me. I'm all about pride, and God abhors pride in human beings. But then there's this, regards to COVID and these institutions. Now it's touching people. Now the corruption is such that people go to the hospital and beg the doctors. My wife is dying. She's tubed. She's ventilated. Please give her this IV ivermectin. No, it's not approved. Let her die. This is another brutal gift. Brutal. The Lord is offering us a brutal gift. Look, even the healers. This is counterintuitive. For the good Christian healers you know in your communities who are telling the truth about the COVID, have you reached out to them? Have you gone to them and said, we're here for you? We thank you so very much for what you're doing. See, because these things matter. I got too long for a music review today, so let me just say this on a personal note. Our church recently did something that's sort of counterintuitive these days. Our pastor decided to run, and we did for, for, I think it was about six weeks. We ran sermons at the church that had to do with things like transgenderism. And what is transgenderism in comparison to God's law? Well, it's, it's, it's against God's law. We are made in the image of God. What about critical race theory? Well, it's teaching hatred. It's teaching one to love one's neighbor or one to hate one's neighbor. What about homosexual marriage? What about that? Well, the Bible says marriage is between a man and a woman. So that's what it says in the Bible. And they did this in all a very loving way. Never, ever a 
bad thing to say about people who, who identify this way ever. Far from it. In fact, our pastors were very careful to say, no, no, no. When someone comes to church and if a gay person walks into church, they're to be treated like anyone else. Because guess what? You're sitting next to adulterers and porn users because we're broken. But the church did something really counterintuitive that needs to happen all around the country. They brought in Christian teachers. Because baby and bathwater-like, they're being tossed out. Because people see the critical race theory and it sickens them. They see the abuse of kids' minds and it sickens them. The destruction of institutions is very real. It's top down, bottom up. It's intentional. And in many states, there's still really good teachers. So they brought them out for breakfast. And we signed cards for them. The whole point of the breakfast was to know, look around you. Look around you. Behold. Behold your brothers and sisters. Behold your family. Behold those who will put their lives in front of yours. Behold those who also believe the truth. And when the cancel culture comes for your job as a teacher, behold those who will be there to say no. No, no, not these teachers. It's such a simple thing sometimes that people sometimes fail to do it. I've started this tradition now because so many people are choosing to stay home and collect this fake money from China. And my tradition is to go to people and say, thank you for coming to work today. Across all lines of work. And I did this at the landfill the other day. This, I haven't seen this woman in a while and apparently she's been on vacation. Because of where we live, there's things we have to take to the landfill because garbage doesn't come for it. Particularly things that need to be, um, that we choose to take down to recycling. I pulled up to the window. I haven't seen this lady in a long while. I said, hey, I'm glad to see you. You've been on a break? She said, yeah, we're on a vacation, my husband and I. I said, I just wanted to thank you for coming to work. She just got this grin. She said, you're the third person today to say that. Oh, really? She said, it's really neat. I've never been thanked for doing my job before so many times. I said, three people. Said, yeah. This stuff is spreading. Part of our job is to seek these moments where we show our difference. In a convenience store, I said to a lady, I'm really glad that you came to work today. There's a lot of people who are not. And she just said, baby, you just made my day. She said, baby. I said, may I ask why? She said, yeah, I hate this job. I got three kids. I could take those checks. And she got tears in her eyes, but I don't want to see my, I don't want to see mom doing that. I said, you're a great mom. Really great. Man. I think about those things and that woman. And what, 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 what if that was the one thing that kept her away from the government monies? 
And I left her a tip. She said, oh, we can't. I said, no, no, wait. I tip people at coffee shops, right? You, you, you went and grabbed that stuff for me. Why I don't get to tip you. She said, as long as it's not charity, baby. I said, no, it's not. I said, thank you. Friends, we have to act like children. Curiosity. You've been out for a while. Ask a question. We need to act in godly ways. Simply saying thank you. Because that, in comparison to the cruelty of the party, which is about to be surfaced, will provide the greatest possible choice for all the people around you. I think I want to be with them. And that's what we must pursue, is that people want to be with us. Clever as a serpent, gentle as a dove. This is the Todd Herman Show. We appreciate you so very much. You can interact with us at the ToddHermanShow.com. Now, go be well, be strong, be kind, and please, please be right with God. Please.